Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning into this 26th episode of the Angel Mind Show. This is the second edition of the What the Sports podcast. Thank you for joining us again. I am your host, Angel. This is a pretty important episode because this is the first episode I'm recording in my new apartment. And I recorded these episodes probably about maybe like six weeks ago, six or seven weeks ago when I was still living in El Paso. And I guess, spoilers, I moved, but I'm going to get into it in the the next few episodes. are going to explain why and what happened, what why everything went down, why I decided to move. And yeah, pretty much that's the gist of it. We're going to get two short little episodes talking about everything like that. You guys are going to be receiving those episodes, and they're going to be posted either today or tomorrow. I am posting this episode on January 30th, and it'll be up and good to go as soon as I finish recording this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and post it, and we're going to get started from there, yeah. But in today's episode of the What the Sports series on the Angel Main Show, we're going to be discussing the NFL playoff bracket. It is honestly a really cool season. I you're gonna feel you're gonna hear the heartbreak in my voice when I'm doing the part about the AFC, especially the first round, because I am like as my loyal listeners know, I'm a diehard Steelers fan and I cannot bear to see the Steelers do badly I cannot bear to see the Steelers do just anything negative and it hurts because the Steelers I feel like have always had such high expectations they're always such like um a top tier football team and the past few seasons they've been playing like mediocre mediocre team and they've been playing like a mediocre just football organization in general and I'd, I'm excited to see what happens in the next few years. You know, I'm excited to see what's going to happen after Big Ben. I honestly have been one of those individuals that have been trash-talking Ben for pretty much the past, like, 10 years since 2011. <laughs> I've been kind of trashing Ben. I've always been saying that we need a new quarterback. And then um, the past few years when we were having all of his, like, um, obviously this is the first year we got Ben back, but last year when we had Mason Rudolph and uh, – Duck Hodges take over for Ben. It was a really great time, and I was really excited, and I really love those guys as backup quarterbacks, and I think they are exactly that, great backup quarterbacks, but I just don't think that they are start top-tier starting individuals that are the top-tier starting individuals that we need and that we need to be taken care of and that we need to be given starting reps to, but it's no big deal. I personally am just a fan. I have my opinion. You're going to have yours. And obviously, the professionals are going to be the ones making the professional decisions. If that's, um, yeah, if that makes any sense, <laughs> pretty much that's what's going to go down. So I guess how we're going to start off, we're going to start off. The first game we're going to be talking about is the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. This was the one of the first games of the first round in the AFC. And the Ravens came out victorious over the Tennessee Titans. Lamar Jackson came back, uh, didn't end up with any touchdowns, but relatively was pretty consistent. He had 24 pass attempts, which he completed 17, total of 179 yards. But his rushing touch, he did get a rushing touchdown, and he did rush 16 times for a total of 136 yards. And that is literally... Three times as he ran three times as many yards as their best performing running back, Jay Dobbins. He had nine attempts with 43 yards and a touchdown, but that's 
okay because honestly the running game for Baltimore is pretty balanced between Dobbins and Edwards. Edwards had eight attempts for 38 yards. And over this victory, they took over Derrick Henry. They canceled out Derrick Henry, uh, completely stumped out the running game, and then completely stumped out essentially uh, Ryan Tannehill. He didn't have anything. He didn't go too crazy. He had a total of 165 yards. And I guess total yards in general, the Ravens had 401 yards and the Titans had 209. And it was a pretty close game considering that. It was mostly defense that was holding up the both individual offenses. But the total rushing yards was – the rushing game was taken over by the Ravens with a total of 236 yards, whereas Tennessee only got 51 yards. And I guess – we obviously <laughs> self-explanatory. The Ravens had more yards. They had a better performing game, so they took home this one. And, yeah, oh, yeah, I guess, oh, also big news, I guess, for this game, Lamar Jackson did have a 48-yard touchdown run, which is pretty fantastic. Honestly, I love, I love running quarterbacks because I've always been a big guy when it comes to running and, like, athletic quarterbacks because I feel like they are just totally slept on and I feel like it is something that is being steered away from the past few years. And it's just not something that... It's just not something that I feel like we're seeing as often. And it actually kind of sucks because I love it. You know, I love running quarterbacks. I love super athletic quarterbacks. And even that's coming from a person who loves Big Ben who just extremely loves... like. I just love seeing athletic quarterbacks in action. I love to see them make their plays. I love to see them make jukes. I love to see them make fools out of the linebackers. I love to see them make fools out of the safeties and just fucking take it 100 yards, you know, <laughs> like 100 yards in the game or maybe even 50 yards if they get a good chance, maybe even a good 60-yard run, A1. Um, yeah, the point is Ravens took home that, that first-round victory. And with this leads us into... The second and third AFC teams I'll be talking about in the first rounds, and it is, they just both happen to be part of the AFC North. This is the Browns versus the Steelers, where the Browns came out victorious. This was the second victory in the row that the Browns pulled out over the Steelers. The Steelers had hosted them, and there was supposed to be a really, dude, the Steelers were supposed to wreck on them, bro. The Steelers were supposed to wreck on them. The previous game, Literally the previous week before this game took place, the Steelers had just barely lost. They didn't have any starters. They didn't have any, obviously, no starting people in the lineup. Um, they were taking it easy, you know. We kind of ran the same game plan. So where we fucked up, I think, in my opinion, playing against the Browns the second year, we didn't ch- the second time in the week, um, we didn't plan or we didn't change our game, our playing style. We didn't change the way we were going to run our defense. We didn't change the way that we were going to be effective against the Browns and the Browns took advantage of that they took a really early lead and it's just is ridiculous the fact that they had you know had as many plays as they did because the Steelers at the end of the day they ended up having 501 passing yards and 52 rushing yards but totaled out for 553 yards where the Browns only totaled up 3,900 or 390. So this means that the Steelers were giving away a lot of plays in the red zones. The Steelers were giving a lot of plays in the Browns' territory where the Browns were able to convert, go back, and score some points. The Steelers gave the ball away. Um, 
Yeah, the Steelers get the Big Ben gave the ball away four times for a total of four interceptions. He had a rush for no yards. Connor had a touchdown, only ran 37 yards. Len, uh, Benny Snell had two attempts, only ran 13 yards. Derek Walk only got two yards the entire game. And Baker Mayfield had a pretty good game. He had three touchdown passes for a total of 250, uh, 263 yards. But again, the killer in this game was Big Ben and his interceptions. He gave away or the Steelers themselves gave away four touchdowns to the Browns in the first quarter, and this is where the momentum had completely shifted. And then after that, Steelers came up, started scoring points in the second quarter, 10-7, to third quarter, 13-0, to so two field goals and a touchdown. After that, they were able to score two more touchdowns, but they just came short because the Browns continued to score points throughout the game. The only quarter that they didn't score points in was the third quarter, and this is what ultimately caused the Steelers to shoot themselves in the fucking foot and made me want to take the under on the Browns. <laughs> and, yeah, so I was pretty much – I was pretty excited for the game. You know, I was really thinking, like, okay, the Steelers are going to change up their game plan. They are going to use this week as a week to analyze how the, how the Browns are going to be operating and what's going to happen, how everything's going to go down. But it turns out that nothing really went down exactly how they wanted to. You know, the Steelers just I, – oh, I always – I always – I've always had this like theory that the Steelers are the type of team to shut up, make plays, and do big things with the opportunities that they get. And this past week, or not this past week, obviously the last weekend that they played, they obviously were talking a lot of shit. They got big heads. They filled their heads up with these big things. They had all the league talking about, oh, you had this like great start. You fucking win 11-0. and you guys are, you know, top dogs. You guys are top tier playoff material. And then all that goes to their head, you know, and then they just shoot themselves in the foot, have a bye week, and then end up fucking themselves over because they don't play the same way that they started off the season. And also a lot of the games that we had in the beginning of the season were pretty easy victories, you know. We won by, like, a pube. So, like, literally just, like, hairline victories, and it kind of sucks when they're making mistakes and acting this way because – Ultimately, you know, we will. I'm a Steelers fan. You know, I love playing. I love watching the Steelers play. I love doing everything. You know, and it just sucks when you see them have to try so hard to fix or fix what they fucked up for themselves. You know, and like in this last game against the Browns, 28 points in the first quarter. The defense was booty. Big Ben was booty. They just both offense and defense both gave the Browns great opportunities to get ahead. And take over and eventually win this game. But it's okay. The Steelers always got next year. And I'm still a diehard Steelers fan. I still love Big Ben. I love everything he's done for us. I love he's he's a two time Super Bowl winner. My guy. I love Big Ben. He is a king. He's been to the Super Bowl several times. And I think that this team is gonna have a good run in these next few years. I do think that they are gonna continue to be a constantly growing and constantly improving team. And from this Honestly, from this fact that like the past like three years, I thought this was our year. I thought this was the year that we're gonna hit the Super Bowl, but like everything else comes, you know, you don't always know what you're gonna get. And like like uh, what does Forrest Gump say? It's like life's like a bag of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. And that's exactly how the season went, you know. So I guess we'll just see how next season goes. But I've got some big hopes. Again, the Browns won 48 to 37 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Next AFC matchup is the Bills versus the Colts. It was a close game, really close game, 
but the Colts ended up coming up just a little short with Phillip Rivers. It's crazy seeing him get another shot at a playoff run. And but it really sucks for me, honestly. The my least favorite part was Jacoby Brissett or Jacob Brissett. I wanted him to be the starting guy I like for him to be in the starting role, especially since he's always one of those guys that have been an amazing second-day quarterback, really top tier. But he never really got to bask in the limelight, you know, and I've always wanted something more for him, you know. I Like I'm telling you, I love athletic quarterbacks. I love people who make plays, big plays, consistent players. And we just haven't been able to see a lot of Jacoby since – forever you know because obviously he started behind Jimmy G and then so it was Tom Brady Jimmy G and then him and it was just you know totally hoed but whatever I guess it's cool seeing Phillip Rivers get his playoff run because also low-key after the Steelers had lost or like after they had lost that first week I kind of got to thinking and I'm like yes I want my Steelers to make it to the playoffs but there are some pretty cool options otherwise for (laughs) these playoff runs you know there's some good teams out there and you want as just to be a good sport, you know, you want teams to be able to make good plays. You want teams to be able to make good runs. And the Colts were one of those teams where I was like, holy cow, they're doing pretty decent this year. They could turn this around. They didn't have a great start, but they probably could have turned it around and they probably would have had a really good season or they did have a good season, made their playoff run. And that's why I thought that they were going to end up like, it would have been nice seeing Phillip Rivers, you know, because all those years with the Chargers, never really had anything crazy, never went anything, never really went anywhere. Had a great career there. Never really got it anywhere. And, yeah, it just sucks. That's my part for the Colts. And then I guess for the Bills, it is honestly the only reason I wanted the Bills to do well because my fantasy football the past two years. (laughs) This year, I had Josh Allen, and he had pulled me out of so many ruts. I think the most he scored for me was like 72 points in one game, but consistently scored over 50 pretty much Like, I want to say about 60% of the games that I started him for, he was scoring, like, 50-plus points. And he, I think I really only didn't start him twice. I think I didn't start him the time that he played the Steelers because I knew he was going to go off. And then, because the Steelers' defense hadn't been too great, and the previous week the Steelers had lost. uh, When they played the Ravens, we had lost maybe, like, I think we lost all of our secondary players. I think we only had one original starter. And everything else, I think we had to pull up from the practice squad for corners. So I just knew that the Bills were going to be doing really well against the Steelers. So I dropped, or I didn't drop Jess Allen. I started Tom Brady. He went off, obviously, too, and I ended up winning that week still. But it was okay. It was whatever. I mean, cool. I just wanted the, I wanted the Bills to win. I, th- I thought to myself, like, in this game, there is no winner for me or there's no loser for me because, regardless, I want one of these guys to get a good run. Because, like I'm telling you, I love athletic quarterbacks. Josh Allen is literally the epitome, the epitome of, like, the white athletic quarterback. Could run the ball fucking right through you, throw the ball fucking 70 yards. And I think, like, distance-wise, he threw one of the longest passes in NFL history. I saw a TikTok of it. I think it was the first time someone's thrown, like, a 99-yard actual ball, you know? Like, a ball fucking 99 yards total. Not, like, yards in the field, but total, like, distance above height. Distance wise, <laughs> like literal distance wise, like 99 yards. Crazy. Okay. But again, in that matchup, the Bills came out victorious with their record being 13 and 3, Colts 11 and 15. The Bills took them over 24, or 27 to 24. Pretty sweet game. 
And that takes us to the NFC Championships. I'm just kidding. No, not yet. About to. But in this one, the Buccaneers came up victorious over the Washington football team. And again, I love, I am a diehard comeback fan. If you're injured and you come back to the league and you start going crazy and you beat an injury, you come back better than you were before, you're more athletic than you were before, you're better than you were before, everything that you've done is like improved upon, you're stronger, better, faster, stronger. I fuck with that, you know? Like I love to believe in people and I love to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like I love to give people second chances, you know? I love the fact that he, being Alex Smith, came back from such a gruesome injury alone, just the injury itself was gruesome, medical side, came back from an even worse injury, came through, came back, got everything taken care of, you know, fixed himself, got ready to play football, and continued to play the sport where he almost literally lost his leg from. I love it. I love the story. I love the background. I love the fact that he did this. I love the fact he's an inspiration to billions of people, literally millions of people. And then hundreds of thousands of amputees, hundreds of thousands of people who are coming back from injuries themselves. They're inspired by people like Alex Smith, and I love the story for that. I literally love it. But fuck him for beating the Steelers and starting their fucking losing streak. Because do you guys don't understand how much shit I got for being a Steelers fan and for them losing against a team called the football team? Oh, my God. The fucking whirlwind of social media fucking trolls that had come through my Twitter feed blew my fucking mind, dude. And it was literally fucking, oh my god, dude. Oh my god. That's a horseshit game. <sighs> I swear to God. Sometimes I really do think that the NFL is rigged. My girlfriend tells me all the time that it's fucking rigged. But I guess we can't. We'll never know. We'll never fucking know. We will never fucking know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out in like 20-something. 2020. 2025, 2026, it'll, it'll come out that, like, the past, like, 25 years of the NFL have been fucking scripted like a fucking reality TV show, <laughs> like The Bachelor or some shit. Um, but in this one, not really much to talk about. The Washington football team, obviously with their second-string quarterback, threw 306 yards, showed up. This is one of the first times that he started in a postseason game. Really cool to see that happen. Tom Brady, of course, has been never in a wild card spot. He's been in the playoffs several fucking times. Like, obviously, fucking 20-plus times I think he's been in the playoffs making a run. And this is the first time that it was a wild card game that he had to compete for. And it's really cool seeing him come through, you know, because I remember, like, seeing them when they were, like, like 8-5. and five, And I was like, damn, these guys are at 8-5, and five, still potential to make the run for the playoffs. We love to see it. I fucking like I'm telling you. Tom Brady isn't the most athletic quarterback, but for the most part, I love just seeing quarterbacks go crazy. I love I love football. <laughs> I love watching guys go crazy. So it's cool seeing Tom Brady being the guy who he is, being seeing all the adversity, hearing it all, hearing all the trash talking, and him coming out, picking a new team, and then just going balls to the wall. And then being able to make it to the playoffs. And then, again, having, seriously, he's like almost, he's 40 years old, throwing 381 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions for that one game. And 
pretty fucking sweet. I mean, who gives a fuck? You know, who gives a fuck? That, that was a, that was a, that was like, again, there's no loser for me in that game, because I like Alex Smith, and I guess I liked the fact that the Washington Football Team. Actually, no, yeah, there was a loser. Fuck the Washington Football Team. At first, I forgot that Alex Smith didn't start. Had Alex Smith started, it would have been a cool game, but. Obviously, he got injured too. Again, I think he should just quit football. After you get injured so many times, you gotta suck. You gotta stop, and reconsider that <laughs> your body is a fucking vessel of just fucking like injury coming towards you, and it's literally crazy. It's like a, he's like a highway of injury. He's like such a bad luck magnet. It's fucking crazy. But I guess that just is besides the point <laughs> for me. But. It's cool again. I guess seeing Tom Brady go pick a team, pick a random team, and going up to them and be like, "Hey, let's win a fucking Super Bowl, baby," and then doing so. So, yay, Tom Brady! I guess if you're a Tom Brady fan. The next game we're going to be discussing is the Rams versus the Seahawks. This was a less close game than the previous one that we just talked about, but. Uh, Aaron Donald and Jared Goff led the rest of the Los Angeles Rams to victory. It was a pretty consistent game, balanced on both ends. Almost so balanced, they literally almost literally ran the same amount of passing, or they almost had the exact same amount of passing yards and rushing yards. They had a total of 169 versus 164. I'm talking about the Rams. For a total of 333 yards for those people who like angel numbers, like my girlfriend, 333. I don't know what 333 stands for, but I bet it's something that is going to be good for you. I bet it means like good fortune. It probably means you're going to get laid tomorrow or you're going to get a direct deposit into that busy account. I don't know. Fuck you, nay. <laughs> But I guess star player for the Los Angeles Rams would have been the homeboy Akers. He honestly was putting on for the team. He had a touchdown, 28 attempts rushing, and then for a total of 131 yards. So pretty sweet game for him. He was just pumping out the rushing yards. I, was, I watched a little bit of the game. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but from what I saw... He was just pumping the yards out, and it's really crazy because you want you want the Rams to do good because Sean McVay was an amazing coach the past few years. When he had started, he had Jared Goff, young guy, and then honestly, this year is just not the same Jared Goff that we're used to seeing the past few years. And again, like I guess for me, I'm more of like a big quarterback guy. I love quarterbacks. I love wide receivers. I love tight ends. But Jared Goff just hadn't been going off as well as he used to. And, yeah, so it was kind of booty for him, you know. I guess it kind of sucks, but fuck it. Who gives a fuck? And I guess, yeah, they got the victory. Now, that's pretty awesome, I guess. But to be honest, I wanted the Seahawks to win because I love Russell Wilson. Like, I'm talking about athletic quarterbacks. I would have preferred them to win. And I felt like it was more deserving for the Seahawks to win. The Seahawks deserved it more. They worked harder. They had a better season. And the Rams kind of were mediocre, and they kind of were like the Steelers at the beginning where they had like a pretty mediocre schedule. And that kind of is what led them to the season that they had. You know, they ended up winning 10, 10 games, losing six. But that's just how, how, what's a good saying for this? How, that's just how life goes? That's just how it goes? I feel like that's, that's the way life goes. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like, 
I feel like there's a song that says that, but I don't know who gives a fuck. Um, next game. Next game, NFC. I'm running through these NFC ones because, dude, I really don't like the fucking NFC. I'm not going to lie. Blue's my favorite color. But just none of the teams, none of the teams in the NFC really fucking, like, jump out to me, you know? I've just never been a fucking fan of the NFC. I feel like they're booty. I feel like they're all booty. I don't fuck with it. I don't fuck with it. And I guess in this game, shout out to my friend Stefan. He is a correctional officer back in El Paso, Texas. He works in Sierra Blanca, and he is a standalone Bears fan. And when I say standalone Bear fans, I don't mean the only Bear fans on the planet, because obviously the team wouldn't exist if he was the only fan. But he is a diehard Bears fan, and he's honestly the only person that I know that literally is a Bears fan. Uh, I'll be honest to God, but that is because he did spend the majority of his adolescence in the city of Chicago, one of the most dangerous cities in the world. And he came back over here because his family wanted to move back over here. I forgot why. But... Yeah, so he lives in <laughs> he lives in El Paso, and he's a diehard Bears fan. And I was actually texting him while this game was going on, and I remember around the third quarter, I stopped replying because I knew, recognized the fate that the Bears had. And yeah, that was kind of it. After <laughs> after the third quarter, I was like, okay, well, I guess we can kind of call it quits on this one. I don't even think they got a touchdown in. I don't think the Bears. Oh no, they got one. They got one touchdown in, but they looks like they missed the field goal. Um, but fuck it. Either way, Saints took home the victory on this one. Uh, 265 passing yards for Mr. Drew Brees. And a total of 199 passing yards for Mr. Trubisky. And that leads to the Saints winning over the Bears 21-9. to And like I'm telling you, this is a tough one for me to watch too. Because obviously I was texting Stefan, I wanted the Bears to win, but also the Saints are fucking legit. The Saints are fucking legit, man. And they are literally one of the top teams in the NFC for the past like five years. And you expect nothing less for them than to be in the position that they're in. And this is now transitioning into the second <laughs> round of the playoffs. We're going to be talking about four games today, or four games for now. And the point of all this was that the Chiefs had lost Patrick Mahomes in the beginning of the game. Uh, or actually, I forget what quarter that they lost. Yeah, well, they lost Patrick Mahomes. They were in danger of losing the game. They had that... A concussion protocol for him, which is awfully scary for him. He was put on concussion protocol. He was pulled out of the game. They had to get Chad Haney to come in and back him up. But he was consistent. He threw a touchdown, was through six for eight for 66 yards, and they were able to hold off the Browns and still come home with that victory. And they won. They beat the Browns 22 to 17. It was a close game. I would have personally rather had the Chiefs score 155 points to say fuck you to the Browns and kind of get the Browns back on their level and send them into another 10-year-long losing season streak. Because after they made the Steelers look stupid, I just obviously cannot 
stand for that. And I guess big thing in this game was that Patrick Mahomes had gone out of the game with a concussion. The Chiefs were in danger to lo- of losing to the fucking Browns and continued to come back up, showed up. Chiefs continued to fucking dominate, won the game after all. Fantastic. Good for them. Obviously, I would rather have my Steelers be in the position that the Chiefs were in or I would have had my Steelers play the Chiefs. And potentially, I feel like the Steelers would have done really well, too. But that is just my opinion. And then that's all for this one. That's now on to the next AFC game. And it was the Bills over the Ravens. And as a Steelers fan, to hear the sound of Ravens losing football in general and to hear the sound of Ravens losing against a team in the second round of the playoffs just before they're going to go to the AFC Championship. It just brings me so much joy. It's almost like erotic how much I want them to lose in the playoffs. It's so fucking like... It feels so good for the Bill. I mean, for the Ravens to lose in the playoffs. And the fact that they came out scoreless. Scoreless. Or touchdownless, I guess. Yeah, no touchdowns, just one field goal in the second quarter. After that, almost essentially completely shut out by the Bills. Bills continued to dominate. Josh Allen was 23 out of 37 for 206 passing yards. 10 TD, or one TD, 10 TDs would have been insane. Um, yeah, didn't really have too crazy of a running game. But speaking of the running game, the Bills defense completely shut down the Ravens running offense. <laughs> shut down, completely shut down the Ravens running offense. Um, they still cumulatively between four people were able to get around 150 yards, which totally they got more yards than the Bills did. But the Bills obviously made more. Um, made their yards more worth it. And, yeah, pretty much that was it. Yeah, the Bills made more of all their plays. They made better plays. They made better decisions. Granted, Lamar Jackson was a little bit more consistent, but after they lost him, um, yeah, just pretty much went downhill from there. Obviously, the Bills are going to do what the Bills are going to do. The Bills are going to make plays, and the Bills are going to score touchdowns. Those Bills are going to score points when you let them and they've got a great coach. The coach actually for the Bills used to coach with my, or used to play with Mike Tomlin in, in, in college. And that's some cool background history. But for the most part, the Bills were going to win this game overall regardless. I had a strong feeling that the Bills were going to win. Like I'm telling you, I fucking am a whore for Josh Allen. He scored me so many points in my fantasy football league this year. And, yeah, I love Josh Allen and fuck the Ravens, dude. Literally, fuck the Ravens. The fact that, like, honestly, Browns and the Ravens losing in the same weekend, oh, my God, dude, it literally just fucking is erotic damn near how much I love that. Literally, like, if, like, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I couldn't get hard, but if I couldn't get hard, I would think about the Browns and Ravens losing on the same weekend. Oh, my God, that's just... It sounds beautiful to me. Just that rolling off the tongue, it just sounds fantastic to hear. Just Browns and Ravens lose on the weekend. Browns and Ravens lose. Because fuck the Browns and fuck the Ravens. Okay, next game. We're going to be talking about the NFC again. Second round of the NFC. What I should have done is I should have done all the AFC 
and then done all the NFC. But who gives a fuck? First round, second round, and then third round. We're getting into it. So the Rodgers, the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers beat the Rams 32-18, to as expected. The Packers almost had 500 total yards. Aaron Rodgers was 23 of 36 with two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 296 passing yards. Aaron Jones from the 915, where I am originally from, scored a touchdown, almost barely missed hitting 100-yard rushing, just with 99 with only 14 attempts. Akers had a similar game, 18 attempts with 90 yards, but, oh, he and he scored a touchdown. And, yeah, so pretty much, yeah, that's it, yeah. They both had some, the both starting running backs had some great games. Uh, Jared Goff had a really consistent passing game, but he wasn't hitting the ball as deep as Aaron was, and Aaron Rodgers was able to turn it around. And, yeah, pretty much, yeah, the Green Bay Packers was able to take it home. They take advantage of having some fans. And they've honestly been waiting for the moment to come back and be in this position. They've always been a power football team. And for them to be able to make it to the next round was fantastic for the Packers. But I guess another thing, I always relate how I react with other football teams based on how they've interacted with the Steelers in the past. And in 2011, I watched the... Packers beat the Steelers in person in the stadium that is in the city that is now my town that I'm living in. So every time I drive past it, it's always like a like a fuck you to the fucking Packers. But again, the Steelers were able to beat the Cowboys, I think, in week nine. And yeah, day was made there. Day was made. You know, awesome, fantastic. The beat. Steelers beat the Cowboys in that stadium, so I guess it's all made up for. You know, I'm one for one in that stadium with the Steelers. <laughs> and I guess end of the game, end of the game, Packers decided or ended up beating the Los Angeles Rams 32-18. With a pretty normal game, Pack Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers running, uh, the Packers offense was the Packers offense, you know, and they continued to convert, made plays, had a pretty decent second quarter, scored 16 points, and scored two field goals in the third, and a touchdown in the fourth, and then boom shakalaka, that makes 32 to 18. Tom fucking Brady. Tom fucking Brady. Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady is just, like, what the fuck, Tom? Like, what the fuck do you have to prove, you know? He could have retired four years ago. You know, he didn't need all these fucking rings, dude. He didn't need the sixth one. He doesn't need as many rings as the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization has. It's unfair. It's unfair and it's not cool. It's not by any means okay. The Steelers don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it. I dislike the fact that I'm even speaking of it, that I'm even giving him the time of day to let him know that even if he, I don't think he'll ever hear this podcast, but I'm letting him know that. What do you got to prove, man? What the fuck are you trying to prove? It's your best game. It was his best game in three tries against the New Orleans Saints. And the Buccaneers kept it moving, came out, and just completely showed up against the Saints. Running game was pretty amazing. 
passing game was almost impeccable. No interceptions, two touchdowns. Still was able to do so. One was literally just ran it over, got a lot, won a lot of games, <laughs> scored a lot of points. Was able to the Buccaneers were able to beat the Saints 30 to 20. And dude, there it goes. You know, what are you going to do when you are unable to do well against the fucking Buccaneers? You know, I guess. Well, granted, the Buccaneers defense did step up. They did make some really good plays. And also a factor in this whole thing was that Drew Brees did give the ball away three times. And that's just the thing now. All these older quarterbacks are giving the ball away really often. And I think these older quarterbacks are super confident in their abilities, which is awesome. But they also get it to they also get a certain amount of cockiness within them. And they usually end up hoeing themselves and they end up hoeing us because they have too much confidence in themselves and it just leads to a bad play, a bad pass. And that repeated three or four times in a game is going to lose the game for us because that means the offense has no opportunity to score and the offense has no opportunity to get any points on the board. And when the other team scores more points than you, you lose the football game. And that is just what's been happening lately with older quarterbacks I've been noticing. And I feel like it's either brand new quarterbacks or older quarterbacks that are usually getting affected in things like this. And it's just, it's crazy seeing the phenomenon go down the way it has been. But, yeah, fucking A, right? It's just crazy. But anyways, here's to Tom Brady. I'm going to talk about him again in just a second. But that was him. Moves on to the NFC Championship. And that is a segue to the Bills and Chiefs. One of the most, how do you say this? One of the most sought after games, for me at least. I wanted to see this game go down for the longest time. I needed them to go crazy. I needed <laughs> just absolutely needed both of these teams to just do a crazy to fulfill all my dreams and like whatever. But Patrick Mahomes came back with almost no effect from or no lingering effects from his concussion. He annihilated Buffalo secondary. It was just extremely efficient. Josh Allen was pretty okay too, but even with two touchdowns, one interception, 287 passing yards, the reigning Super Bowl MVP threw 325 yards, threw three touchdown passes, had a rushing touchdown, or two rushing touchdowns from two players that are just amazing, Williams and Edwards fucking Hill. What the fuck is his last name? Edwards Hilaire. Sorry, I can never pronounce it. Um, yeah, so two of these guys that are just completely awesome. Tyreek Hill, fucking Travis Kelsey were going, we're getting the ball a fuck ton. Cool seeing them score them with points, but I did expect a higher scoring game because of the caliber of quarterbacks that were performing in this game. But regardless, I was satisfied. This AFC championship would have been better with the Steelers. I'm just fucking with you. But it was cool seeing the game play out the way it did, and obviously it met all it met all expectations. I honestly low-key did expect Josh Allen to have a slightly better game, but 
the Chiefs, like I say, are going to be the Chiefs. Just like Tom Brady is always going to be Tom Brady, the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs because Andy Reid, the Chiefs offense, the Chiefs defense are just so dominant. And they take care of business when business needs to be taken care of. And there's no stopping them when they are on. And when you're Patrick Mahomes like that, he's got a new wifey. He's got something to prove. You know, he wants to be a winner. And the Chiefs are going to win because they're just motivated beyond all fucking compare. You know, like they are just a great football team. And to see them grow into the team that they have over the past three years is just amazing. See the transition from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. And then seeing that move moving forward was just amazing. It's cool being a part of the process. It's cool being a fan in football today because we're always seeing young quarterbacks do well and then just be consistent and play great football. And that's all we really want at the end of the day. You know, we want people to play and we want people to have fun. We want people to have fun while doing it and we want to see cool football. And thank you, Patrick Mahomes, for being able to provide me and every other American who loves football with a great game every Sunday. And fuck you, Chiefs fans, because you guys have an amazing quarterback. Josh Allen, Bills Mafia, you guys are literally the some of the best fans out there. But fuck you guys for making it to the AFC playoffs or AFC championship. And yeah, fuck the everyone else in the AFC North except for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And yeah, pretty much that's it for that. Now let's talk about the NFC Championship played on. When was it played? What day was it played on? I was trying to see. I'm on literally right here on this fucking thing, but I can't see the date. Hmm, fucking. But anyways, Tom and Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, classic. Oh, I just realized Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. It actually makes sense. I wonder that's why he I wonder if that's why he chose it. I mean, to me that makes sense, but it doesn't matter. I actually if you guys hear like a chewing and like a weird noise coming, my little pug is just going to town on his bone. Like listen to it. What do you have to say about Tom Brady, Romeo? Nothing. Romeo likes Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> anyways, this is a really cool game. This was a really cool game. Close as shit. Literally crazy shootout. A little bit more consistent scoring from the Buccaneers. Neck and neck, almost very similar total yardage. Packers had 381 yards. Buccaneers had 351. Really cool. Really like what they did. Aaron Rodgers had a much better passing game, but the Buccaneers were able to just duke it out. They were able to prevent the steal, pre- prevent the Packers from scoring more points than they could. And it was awesome. He, Tom Brady was in a brand new team, like had a brand new team, brand new town. Played the game at home, and then literally fucking, god damn it, dude. The Tampa Bay defense was insane. They sacked Aaron Rodgers five times, and then they literally just beat the top tier, top rated, top seeded Green Bay Packers and got it on a road game. You know, it was fucking crazy to see it happen. You know, I didn't expect this to happen, but 
I think it was Tony Romo that called it earlier. I think they had a flashback and they were like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if these two guys met later on in the NFC Championship or something like that. I forgot what he said, but yeah. So I guess this was a close game. Came within five points of each other. But what do you expect from two great quarterbacks? And that's pretty much how the NFC Championship game kind of ended. It was just the Tom Brady fucking lucking it out. He threw three interceptions, threw almost like, or literally like under almost 100 yards less than Aaron Rodgers. It was less consistent. Had their running game for the Buccaneers was a little better. But you kind of wanted, I wanted Aaron Jones to get his score, I mean, get his touchdowns in the playoffs. Wanted him to build his stock and get him to a point where maybe he could end up with the Steelers and be the Steelers' new star running back. Woo! But that's a long shot. I mean, things like these happen, but I guess we'll see how it goes. But still crazy seeing Tom Brady do what he does, and that's win games in the playoffs. With a brand new team, 40 years old, what the fuck? Fuck you, Tom Brady. Like I said before, you got nothing to prove, but fuck you. And that leads to Tom Brady being in a position to possibly win his seventh Super Bowl. There is no big news involving this game so far, but... The offenses, I guess, dude, I guess for passing Tom Brady in this, oh my God, dude, in this entire process, dude, Tom Brady has had 109 attempts, he has 860 passing yards total, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, and it was just a mind blow, dude, that's him for the entire thing, you know, I mean, three interceptions and seven touchdowns, three interceptions came in his last game against the Packers, which is just obviously Tom Brady's bad decision-making, too, on his part. But Packers' defense is fucking solid, you know? And I guess if you're playing playoff-caliber teams, A1 teams, you're going to be making mistakes like that, you know? And this is crazy. But Patrick Mahomes, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 580 yards. Um, He's crushing it by all means, you know? He is literally killing it. They're... Running offense is a little better than the Buccaneers. But what do you expect, you know? I mean, this are just going to be two amazing teams going at it. The game is going to happen on February 7th at 6.30 p.m. on CBS. And it's going to be a sick game, honestly. I'm super excited. This is a game that I've honestly been looking forward to. I love seeing the Chiefs go back-to-back. And just like the Cowboys did, I think, in like... 95 and 96 they're back-to-back Super Bowl championships let's see if Patrick Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid could pull that off over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers but we're gonna see um how everything goes like that you know I guess that's just how shit plays out and if it comes out that it's rigged it's gonna make totally fucking sense because six-time Super Bowl champion going against the reigning Super Bowl champions this is just I mean, football, this is good football, man. This is going to be good football. And if it's real and it's not fake, like my girlfriend keeps telling me football is, then it's going to be an amazing game. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much that's going to be it, man. That's my piece for the NFL playoff bracket. We've had some really good games. The Steelers lost a little early, but fuck it. I wish I would have spent more time talking about them and J.J. Smith-Schuster and then... Fucking Clay or Claypool and fucking all the guys. I would have really loved to be able to talk about them more, but next time, next season, we'll be able to talk about it a little bit more. But we're almost done with the show. Again, I guess 
I wanted to apologize for my hiatus for not posting episodes. Again, this is the 26th episode of the Angel Main Show. This is a great outlet for me. This literally is so much fun. I've missed recording so much. And I don't know if you guys could even tell in the sound of my voice. I love doing this stuff. I love talking about this shit. I love doing the podcast. And I'm sorry I haven't been able to post as much as I can. But I was building a life for myself. And I had to take that time to do so. And in the next two episodes, I'm going to be talking about how and why I had to do so. And I guess I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy the next two. And then I hope you enjoy. So this is 26, 27, 28. Episode 29 is going to be about the ego. We're going to be talking a little bit about the human ego, what makes it big, what makes it weak, and what makes it strong, and what are the positive and negative um, effects of the ego, and what are some good and bad things about the ego. Yeah, fucking woo, ego. But that's enough for that ad. I guess hopefully you guys are enjoying the show, and thank you for coming back, and thank you for joining me again. Again, this is the Angel Main Show, episode number 26. And before we go, we're going to be talking about the Tampa Bay phenomenon. So after Tom Brady made the trade from the New England Patriots, which he had been trying to do for quite some time, the last season that he was with the Patriots, where the the season that the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, and I think first overall Super Bowl in like franchise history, cool beans, that be, before that, that season, Tom Brady, pretty much the relationship had completely deteriorated with Bill Belichick. They, Bill Belichick had been, that's why he was drafting these amazing quarterbacks. Bill Belichick had been trying to get rid of Tom for the longest time. And it is just insane for this, to even think that that was an option for Bill, you know. And it's just crazy that all this was even going down like right under our noses. And we had no idea. But Bill was trying to get rid of Tom. He thought he was old too. But Bill, you're an old fucking piece of shit. And obviously you fucking, because that piece of shit season you had this year. Good. Hope you suck a dick. You have fucking taken the AFC championships so many times from the fucking, not literally directly from the Steelers, but indirectly fucked the Steelers because you guys are so goddamn fucking good or were so goddamn good. But hopefully your fucking dynasty is over now because your little amazing quarterback Tom Brady's good or he's gone and you pissed away all your other fucking assets and I hope you go fuck yourself. Nick Saban is literally the best coach on the planet and you aren't shit, Bill Belichick. I hope you hear this podcast someday and hopefully we have a coffee or something. We should we should talk. We should talk about how heated I get sometimes. Anyways, yeah, I, so back to the Tom Brady phenomenon. So all of what I just had a rant about happened, and then Tom Brady gets traded to the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to Florida, and then I guess in this context, the Florida man story is good because Tom Brady was the newest Florida man to join a professional Florida man, you know, I don't know how other sports, but biggest Florida man in my eyes to go to Tampa Bay. And right after that happens, a few weeks passed, and then or a few months, I think, and the Tampa Bay Rays, no, no, not the Rays, the Tampa Bay, all right, was it the Rays? What the fuck? Am I mixing myself up? Yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays make it to the World Series where they won a few games, they won actually only two, and then they continued to lose out, lost, losing 
the World Series 4-2 against the LA Dodgers. But what are you going to do? Um, oh, no, that was just against the AL East. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. What am I doing? Um, yo, yeah. So the Tampa Bay Rays, they made it to their essential playoffs. And, yeah, they fucking made it as far as they could. They fucking, yeah. Yeah, they lost, though. They couldn't handle it. Couldn't hack it. They made it to their championship, lost it. But they still made it to the championship, and it was cool because Tom Brady had just gotten there. The Rays make it to the championship. You would have hoped that they would have been able to. Now Tom Brady is in the championship. And also, after Tom Brady made it there, the Tampa Bay Lightning go and they win their final, or they win the fucking um, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup trophy. And it was cool seeing that happen, obviously, because, yeah, it's just fucking cool seeing that happen. <laughs> it's cool seeing that happen, and then I guess the phenomenon was that everyone had made it, or everyone that was from Tampa Bay, all the professional teams made it to the fucking, yeah, they made it to their essential yeah, they won it in the they won it in twenty twenty. So they each of the teams got their pretty much victory, or they made it to their individual playoffs, or made it to their individual individual playoffs, made it to their individual championships, and now here they are. And it's a crazy Tom Brady phenomenon. All of a sudden, Tom Brady comes to Tampa Bay, and the teams become amazing. All of a sudden, the the Rays had been on a little bit of a losing streak. And the Lightning, the last time they won the Stanley Cup was in 2004. And they entered the league alongside the Ottawa Senators in 1922. And since then, they had initially struggled, won a Stanley Cup in 2004, and had been pretty dormant, had some pretty decent seasons, but nothing as standout-ish as the 2020 season where they won the Stanley Cup. And this now is going to be so the pretty much Tampa Bay was one for one in their championships. Now we're going to see how everything goes with the Super Bowl, you know, like have the Bucks been giving Tampa, like the hopefully the other teams give the Buccaneers a little bit of luck. And we're going to see how everything goes. But honestly, if the, if, the, if the Bucks, just the fact that the Bucks made it and that whole little thing was going on, the, the Tom Brady TB phenomenon, crazy. But fuck it, you know. Who gives a fuck if that shit goes down? You know, it's crazy. You could even think that that stuff happens. But I guess... Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I guess that's kind of it. I guess that's my piece. Yeah, thank you again for tuning in for episode 26. This is Angel Alvarez, the host of your Angel Main show. Again, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you guys so much. Listen to the ad again from earlier if you want to know what we got coming soon. And just thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, again, this is the Angel Main Show. I am your host and hope you all have an amazing day. Catch you later. Everyone stay safe. Double mask up and get your vaccines, my guys. Peace out. Catch you later. Bye-bye.